Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Hello, Hockey World. How you doing? It is... It's uh, it's it's Monday. Um, it's hey, it, it's Monday. It's Monday, November sixth, twenty seventeen. I'm Russ Cohen from Sportsology. I'm Michael Agello. That'd be Michael Agello. If you can hear him well, hope you can. I heard him. And I am Eklund. You're watching Hockey Buzzcast on HockeyBuzz.com. We got it really fast because Mike has to go to the morning skate, um, for the Maple Leafs. But um, Mike, just give us your quick impressions on this trade, and then Russ and I are going to go into, we're going to unpack this thing. So, what are your thoughts? Um, well, for Nashville, I think it's a good move. Tourists, especially getting tourists signed on a six-year deal for a reasonable salary at $6 million. Apparently, uh, Pierre Dorian said in the press conference this morning that uh, tourists never offered them an option of a six-year deal, which sounds to me a little bit like sour grapes from from him. Um, but I, I like the, the, the package of prospects and draft picks that Colorado gets, uh, you know, plus Russ can tell you more about uh, Shane Bowers and Hamanab uh, and Gerard than I can, but they get three draft picks, and so that gives them, you know, six six picks in the top in the, the top three rounds for next year's draft. But where I have a problem with this deal is Ottawa. They get to Shane, but this is Ottawa pushing. You know, they're, they're, they're in a win now mode, but this is them pushing things down the road here. They didn't want. They were not interested in spending uh, money on tourists because they have to, to sign Carlson, uh, I think Mark Stone, in a couple years. And all this means is that Duchesne is essentially a rental because he's got another year left on his contract. And then more than likely, Duchesne's going to be in the same place that Turris is, in the sense that they're probably going to they're probably going to trade him or move away from him because because they don't want to spend that kind of money. So uh, you know, it's good in terms of Ottawa and, and Nashville being able to stay competitive this year, but I really have a problem with Ottawa going forward. Uh, one quick thing about that, Mike, before I let you go, one question I'll ask you, and then when you're gone, Russ and I will prove why you're completely wrong. Um, so, but for now, <laughs> we're going to uh, – I'm going to say this. Um, this definitely does change the balance of power in the Atlantic, you know. The Atlantic Division, I think, I think, I think Duchesne's a better player than Torres. I, I think that, I, and I think Torres, you know, I think there are reasons they didn't want to extend him. I'm kind of surprised that Nashville did, um, but you know, that's that's my feelings. So, but what do you think? Does this does this put the this obviously throws the gauntlet down? I mean, you've got Tampa is the top team in that division. You've got Toronto, you know, then then you have Toronto, Montreal, Ottawa. You have you know, Tampa's going to win the division, or they're going to at least make the playoffs. So you figure you got two positions. And maybe no other team make the playoffs, right, from that division. Because um, it could be just three teams out of there. I, what are your thoughts? I, I'm not sure how much of an improvement over uh, over Turris Duchesne is. First of all, Duchesne has played wing more than center the last couple of years, and Turris was the de facto number one center for, for the set. Now, obviously, they're going to put Duchesne up the middle, but you know, Colorado moved him off of, off of center probably for for a, re, for a good reason. And, you know, I'm not saying he's not a good player. He's a very good player. But I, I just think that I, – I don't, I, don't, I don't know if the improvement, the whatever slight amount there is between Turris and Duchesne uh, justifies 
giving up your first round pick in Bowers and another and another first round pick and a third round pick to to uh, basically they did that because they get another year out of them and that and that's it and that's a pretty happy price to pay but I'll let you rush uh, talk about that. All right, well thanks, thanks, Mike. Enjoy the skate. Have a good time tonight. Um, and we'll talk to you soon. Thank you. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Okay. All right. See you, Mike. All right, so Mike's gone. Let's talk about him. Um, all right. First off, thanks, guys, for taking – thanks for us for all your help last week. Oh, you're welcome. Um, dealing with my son's stuff here, for some of you guys have gotten out. Some some people have been talking about it. He's, uh, he's not doing much better, but working on it. So I'm going to do as best I can here. So thanks so much. And um, anyway, okay, so this trade, I mean, it, it – it's fascinating because we always judge trades so many different ways, right? And you can mm -hmm. say the, the short term or you can go, you know, who wins the short term? In my mind, the short term is always won by the team that gets the best player, right? That's what I, that's how I always think of sure. it. Sure. People overwhelmingly believe, when I, when I put the survey out there on Twitter, overwhelmingly 54%, something like that, to 26 and 25 or whatever it was. Those numbers don't add up, but that's the gist of it. Um, think, think Colorado made the best deal here. Um, they didn't get the best player, but they might. You know, you never know. I guess you never know with the first or second or third round draft pick. So that's true. They, that's could, true. End up, they could end up with a, with a bit, although it won't be the top ten. We know that, right? So it won't be a top right. ten pick. Still, you're gonna have to, you know, you're, you you know, Duchesne, Torres. I mean, I think not. I, in my opinion, Nashville gets the best right off the bat because they don't lose anything really off their team that's affecting them right now, and they pick up Torres. Well, I mean. Gerard was starting to have a little bit of an impact for Nashville. He yeah. was. No, he's in a, he's a, he's definitely a player. No question so about they, it. So you have to say they did have a little bit of a loss there. Nashville does well because they get Torres locked up, and Torres is the perfect number two now behind Johansson. Like that's his role. Perfect. I mean that's right. Oh yeah. This is better than Nashville's been up the middle as far as having guys who could actually put the puck in the net in a while. No, no slight to Mike Fisher or anybody like that, but this is like youth and some size and some good speed. And now it's a one, two punch that a lot of championship teams have. So, right. so that's a big deal. The other big deal, and you're not going to like this is I think Andrew Hammond will be their backup goalie. I think UC Saros has one foot out the door already. And I think this is some good foresight into getting a guy in case Saros doesn't turn it around. That's what makes this important too. No, and I think I, I do agree with you on that one. Um, and I wrote two days ago, um, I think in my in my in my sleep deprived page that I that I had heard that the predators were you know just and I said I think I'm going to be rewritten in there in my materials, thinking it for sure that Russ would be happy about this because that the predators were trying to get a defense, we're trying to get a goalie. I'm not in happy it. about it. It's just no, that, 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 that you would feel vindicated that that the predators were trying to get a goalie out of this. You know that they were yeah. trying to get a goalie and that you know wouldn't be too surprised and also that you know they wanted an extension with tourists which i think is what held it up from happening on friday i think the extension was the problem with that one yeah i think uh, so that's, too. That's, that's what i've heard but you know there's a lot some people are saying it's just which picture going back and forth and stuff like that um i really think the predators weren't going to do this unless well they got i mean an extension. The, the first clue besides that article the article always shows that there's smoke but then you know sackick was traveling with the team in philly and yeah. we don't always see joe sackick he didn't come in last year i don't believe and no, so, so that was surprising to see him. So I kind of knew something was definitely up. Uh, Duchesne played really well in Philly, and then, of course, he gets pulled the next game. So you knew then it was a fait accompli. Yeah. Duchesne looks great. Like, he is the best player right now in the trade. There's no question yeah. about it. Now, 
I initially had that same reaction as Mike, like, well, so far it's a rental because there is no extension. But apparently Duchesne, because he's from Halliburton, maybe yeah. inclined to stay there, so maybe they can lock him up. And whereas tourists, they felt like, you know, that was a little bit more than they wanted to spend. So we'll see. We'll see with Duchesne. If he does a Shattenkirk kind of deal, then this could be a really great deal for Ottawa. If they lose him, then it's a Keith Yandel deal to the Rangers. And, you know, you yeah. hope that you win in the time that you have him. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, um, I mean, I would have liked Ottawa to somehow keep tourists you know, around for this at least one more year and just go, gone for it, you know, like that. No, would but I, I was talking about tourists leaving this week yeah. on this show. Yeah. And, yeah. and so I had a feeling is this yeah. is even before the article was written. Like I just knew yeah. he was going to go this year and I finally decided to talk about it now. And it just odd luck that yeah, no, it was very, it was very apparent that, um, yeah. that, you know, that he wasn't happy in Ottawa and wasn't going to stay there, you know? Um, yeah. and you know, we don't see that too often. Um, cause they, they put some pretty significant, deals on the table for him apparently and he, he just was he just, i'm sure i mean look I'm, I'm sure they tried to keep him he's a heck of a player he um he still got upside i believe there's still some upside on kyle Torres. oh yeah i do too um he's, he's had a weird career you know in terms of um you know not i'm not gonna say prima donna ish but has that reputation you know which kind of came from you know yeah, a little bit. i i understand where that comes from but he also at the start of his career didn't play on a great team either no, right, but he made he made sure he got out of there too, which is never yeah. really respected respected in the NHL. You know, like yeah, um, if you give your own if you're on a bad team, and he he made sure he he got out of there. He held out to get out of there. Remember the whole thing? It was it was it was kind of crazy. So he moves out of there, goes to Ottawa, just does play very very well. He's obviously an incredibly talented player. Yeah, once he got to Ottawa, you could really yeah. see when he had a few better players around him, a little better system. No offense to Arizona, they just weren't where you know where they were supposed to be at that time with him you saw a jump in his play and that was yeah. obvious. Yeah, no, yeah, it was. And, you know, and I think that'll be, that'll be huge in Nashville. It, this does give Nashville a heck of a lot of, um, up the middle. You like you said, a lot more. Yeah. Power. Um, it's one of those, it's one of those things that, you know, it's fascinating to watch a team like the Predators. Uh, Kevin Allen tweeted out something today, which I retweeted, which I thought was so true that David Poyle has been able to make trades, you know, like it, he's it, everybody, all the GMs, when you talk to GMs all the time, they, the, the constant line from them is, I'd love to make a deal, but it's impossible to make a deal in this environment. You know, it's yeah. impossible. You can't make a trade. You know, you can't make the cap numbers work. You can't, you know, everybody wants more than you can give up. Oh, so you hear it all the time. It's, 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 we don't hear it from Poil because well, you don't hear anything from Poil because he doesn't talk to anybody. Yeah. Media. But at the same time, you know, for like what, for a guy who basically comes off as like an incredibly conservative, quiet um, GM, you know, he, he's actually one of the most ballsy GMs out there. Like for the stuff he pulls off, like he does things that yeah. are just, well, he's gotten, I will say this. He's gotten more aggressive the last few years. Yeah. I mean, and I, and I, but I think that has not more to do with Nashville's ownership wanting to be more aggressive than, than, than him just suddenly becoming aggressive. Like, I think he, he's very much a good GM in terms of the fact that he's a company guy, that he'll do what you tell him to do. If, he's, if, you, if you say you've got to put a winning team out there at the salary cap floor, that's what he'll do. Yeah. Um, you know, and he's good at that. Um, but, you know, at the same time, I think what's happened here in Nashville, you know, last year – you know, obviously the Subban. I mean, look at look at these. Look at the Johansson trade. You know, the Subban trade, and now this. I mean, those are three of the biggest, probably three of the top five or six trades in the NHL over the last couple of years, all made by the Predators. Yep. No, it's true. Yeah. Um, um, it looks like and, I, I, you know, this this deal was so fluid last night when I was here, and maybe Hammond 
the chat room was saying maybe Hammond ended up staying in Colorado, and I guess seems like he has. Yeah, they weren't sure what was going to happen with that either. So I, I, I hadn't, I hadn't seen it too. I think it maybe is, maybe isn't staying. Colorado. I don't know so, yet. It's a, I know I at one point. Predators, I apologize for that. You know, if we got that wrong, but I, because I, I, I know the Predators were trying to get that part of the deal. Um, Me too, and and so I don't know. I can't give a definitive answer. The other thing I could, I could say, look. This deal, you can never say definitively because you don't know what Colorado is going to do with that first and third, whether they, you know, draft those guys, they trade them. You don't know what, what's going to happen. Uh, odds will tell you probably one of those two draft picks will, will make the NHL, maybe, because it's yeah. a first. But yeah. it's still not a guarantee. Uh, I think Bowers is, is pretty much like an 80% second-line center in the NHL, a really good one mm-hmm. who – Definitely could put points up. Is he a Matt Duchesne offensively? No. But he's a really good 200-foot guy, and he might be better defensively than Matt Duchesne, a little more physical. Duchesne's certainly a little bit more of a flashier offensive talent, but Gerard is a, certainly a very flashy defenseman. And the thing about it is if he goes where I think he, he can go, a 50-55 point guy at his max, uh, you know, you can't get those guys no, on really the true. open market generally. No, that's really true. Um, I mean, they, the Avalanche did a lot to for their future. There's no question about that. Um, and they're still young enough. Their core, the players they really they really care about there are still young enough that they they can they can do that. You know, like they can. McKinnon's got a long long time to go still. You know, he's still a young player, so that helps him. And on the Hammond thing, um, I've heard both. I've heard that that he was going to stay there. I've also heard that they are going to move him along so much so that. Um, you know, basically, I heard that was one of the sticking points, and I heard that the the idea was okay. Is Hammond going to be where is Hammond going to end up? I think he's still going to end up in Nashville. I'm not positive about it either, um, yeah. but I still I still think that's going to happen. And I think part of it part of this the weird way it went down last night has to play with all this indecision in, indecision because the way it went down last night with you know Como getting hurt, Duchesne sneaking off the ice behind him like you can sneak yeah. off the ice, you know. Um, there was no question that they didn't want that. That at, th- at this point, Sackick realized that he had a deal close enough that he could make it happen. But the second he takes Duchesne off the ice in that game, you know, the, he 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 admits to making the deal practically. So right. he's he's in a tough spot there. And I think that this Hammond thing, you know, was still hanging out there in the balance a little bit. So, um, you know, there's no saying that you know he couldn't just be there for a little period of time. We've seen it before where a player goes to a brief, you know, period, and then they work out the actual deals and he doesn't yeah. actually report if he reports then we know where he's going to stay there um but that's what we'll find out you know i think that for the most part um it's i've been to, we were involved in this one time before us where we saw um if you remember the the peter forsberg situation in philly where he goes and takes the morning skate or it takes the picks the warm-ups and doesn't come out for the game yeah um but it was, it's even crazier when you think about a guy coming out for the game uh there was not, so there was definitely stuff going on for for him to, for him to put him out for that game that was Sackick doing playing his cards, you know. His cool. Yeah, I think scouts were looking at him in Philly. Yes. Saw Duchesne have a good game. Sackick was there, so they, you know, were definitely talking to him. And then by the time that next game rolled around, it got so close that yeah, you're right. They you got to pull a guy because you can't have him get injured because that has happened before in other sports and yeah. kill the deal. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's always it's always fascinating. I know Duchesne's happy. I know yeah, he did play his um, did he play in the juniors near there too? Or mm. Played near Ottawa, I thought. I'm he was, trying to remember. Uh, no, he, I he played somewhere near Ottawa. No, no, no. He played for um, the team that has the um, the army theme to it. Um, right, 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 right. 
what the heck is I, I, somebody else yeah. know in the chat room? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but anyway, that so this is a so so how does this change? How does this affect the balance of power? I guess is the big question. So we look at this and we say, okay, now we see at this point you have the central division, which is really tight. So the predators adding towards I think helps the predators. It you know maybe pushes them into a playoff spot. You know, hard to say. It's so hard to tell with these things because you know the NHL is so crazy. It is. Does one player push them in to push them in? But you know, when you think about all they have they have going on, it still comes. I mean, it doesn't hurt them. <laughs> it doesn't hurt them. It basically helps them in terms of the fact that you're going to have to deal with injuries, right? So, you know, if everybody's healthy, it helps them. If ever if someone gets hurt, it helps them because you have another player who could possibly not be hurt. You know, <laughs> essentially, yeah. we saw that last year with them. You know, in the playoffs, if they had, if they had, you know. Brampton Battalion, you know, because there's the Brampton, there's the Army base. Yeah, that's right. Is it Brampton close to Ottawa? Am I leaving the line? I think it is. I don't know how close it is. I've been to both. I've been to both, but I can't tell you. Ah, I sound ridiculous. Sorry. Like I say, I haven't been, I've been out of touch a lot this past week, but I, and I agree. I think Brampton. It's not around the corner. I know that. It's definitely a drive. Right, right. So, um, so that, then, you know, so the, in the central now, does this does this push the Predators into the playoffs in your mind, or does it keep them? Are you are you still like this is anybody's game? No, I mean the Predators. I think we're going to make the playoffs anyhow. I still think they will, they will they will shore up that backup goalie spot one way or the other. Yeah. I, and now I think it, what this does is it shores them up for a longer run. I think that's what they're trying to do is get short because I think they looked at the battle up the middle as you get into the playoffs and. What if they did face Pittsburgh again? Well, now they've got two bigger centers than they've had before. That's yeah. a pretty, you know, that's that makes a difference. It really does. Yeah, and they're they're you know they they've got to get their defense healthy. But once they get once that happens, yeah, you know, but we're assuming they will. So I think I think they definitely are a playoff team. You know, Ottawa's in flux. Like Ottawa could be a playoff team. They might not be. I mean, Duchesne could go like gangbusters here. I mean, again, we don't want to make too much out of Matt Duchesne. I don't think he's ever scored more than 65 points. Right. But he still can get 20 more goals this year. That's possible. He brings a lot of it. I mean, and the situation, the kind of players you're playing with depends you know, on that too. I think this is a good, a really good move for Ottawa in terms of the fact that I can see him working really well with like the Hoffmans and Stones, the world, like those kind of players. Like yeah. I can see that. Yeah, I mean, he did have one seventy-point year and yeah. one sixty-seven-point year. So yeah, he's but lately he's been getting between fifty-five, fifty-nine, thirty goals. So yeah, he he's got four goals. He could definitely get a thirty-goal season. That wouldn't shock me. Yeah, I mean, when he's at his best, he is amazing. Um, and he, but he's he is he's you know I remember talking to Adrian Dater about him several times, and he's just. He's incredibly streaky. You know, Dater will say that he'll he'll just he'll disappear for a long stretch of time, and then there'll be games where he just there'll be weeks or you know two weeks at a time where he's just leading the team all the time. Um, and that's why Team Canada, you know, has gone with him in the past because they know that his top side potential is that of a player who's on belongs on Team Canada. You know, that's that's something that's pretty significant when you think about the fact that there are how many how many great players there are on Team Canada. There, there are potentially for Team Canada, but um, and he has played really well for Team Canada at times. So his topside potential is crazy good. I just I think that at some point, you know, my question is: Is Ottawa going to be taken more seriously than they than they have been by all of us? I mean, the, the, does this make us take them more seriously, or are we looking at a situation where we're still we're still? Well, I mean, look on the edge. Duchesne or Broussard will be the number one. I'm assuming Duchesne will eventually be the number one. 
It doesn't right. change that that drastically because it's not like Torres is a bad player. It'll add more goals. So they've added some goals to their to their team, which I think they need mm-hmm. because without having Colin White there, and we don't know how long he'll be out. I think they were counting on a little bit of offense from him. Oh yeah. Still, they're going to be dependent on a certain amount of offense from the blue line and and great goaltending from Anderson. So they're still a bubble team. I can't, I can't automatically put them in the playoffs yet. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and, and th- this though, I think though, when we look at, okay, so Mont- let's look at the division for a second. So Toronto, yeah. Toronto's coming back down to earth a little bit. They're there. Oh yeah. Yeah. Their defense is starting to show some wear. Yep. And that's going to, that, that's to be expected, right? They came out of the, out of the gate flying. Yeah. Um, Tampa is going to run away with it. It looks like, you know, um, yeah. They are really they're so they're so solid. I mean, injuries and they're the real deal. We we kind of knew that though. Yeah, you guys did. I had to. I had to put Toronto. You had a little few reservations, but that's okay. I just put Toronto ahead of them a little bit. Time time will tell. Yeah. Um, Montreal and Florida, you know, are both teams that are you know have been have been interesting this year. Montreal Montreal has. I mean, they're they're obviously not there yet, but they've picked it up, right? They've they've they scored picked it up. The crazy over the last. Yesterday's game was really impressive. Um, I watched a little bit of Montreal Chicago last night. I was impressed by the way the team played. I mean, not to mention you know they get a shutout by their you know by by you know their backup, but yeah, um, you know, and Price has been sort of all over the map. But the fact that they're scoring goals like they're scoring goals right now is is usually encouraging. Um, and they are still trying to make a deal. Like I, I, they're still trying to. But I wonder, I wonder if this pushes them even further. I don't think they were really in on Duchesne since the summer. Yeah, they're only three points out of a playoff spot, so they're they're okay. But they do look; they do need goal scoring. Their differential is still minus fourteen. It's awful. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the name I keep hearing being brought up with them, and a little bit with the Rangers, is is Marcia Show. Um, Marcia So uh, from out Marcia So, yeah. You know who's going to be a UFA? Um, and I hear the Rangers and Marshall. Now he's a, he's not a big player, obviously. He's a small guy. Yeah. Which is you know, kind of like also I know the second I put that rumor out there and it was right right away. Of course, people are going to talk about this is Montreal going after another smallish forward, right? Um, but a really skilled, talented guy too, um, who I believe you know who I, you know you would think the Vegas would want to hold on to him. He's off to he's off to a, a good a really good start, but you know we'll see, time will tell. In that yeah, line. but he you know he's one of those guys. I don't know if he's a guy that they look at having five years down the road. I don't think so. Yeah, and no, I don't think so either. I think he, I think he was, you know, when you pick up a guy like that, especially who you know is going to be a UFA at the end of the year, and you're a Frank's Magic team, you're looking to trade him at some point, um, yeah. in all likelihood. So that's where they're looking right now. And I've also heard them mention, and I, I talked, I don't know if you guys talked about what I wrote, but the, um, the concept of, uh, probably not because this it was over the weekend, uh, <laughs> Sandheim, uh, that Montreal has been looking at at Travis Sandheim a lot, um, and I was told this, you know. Several times, you know, that the idea of Gal- a Galchenyuk for Sandheim swap had been thrown around there. Does See, the thing is, okay, I mean, I'm, I'm trying to think from the Marcheseau mm-hmm. standpoint. Yep. I, I don't know. I don't know if the Rangers are looking for that. I actually think when when they were when the Rangers were talking about Shaw, it made more sense because they've yeah. been trying to yeah. get bigger. I really don't think they're looking to get another smaller guy. Yeah. And so that's that's the, the thing there. But he is a center, yeah. so like I get that. But but I don't think they want another small center. I think so. Yeah. I don't think Rangers make sense there. But um, now Sandheim getting dealt is also tenuous because the Flyers keep getting banged up on the blue line. Even yeah. 
you know, even Hag was holding his wrist, even though he's still playing. But he yeah. got banged up the other day. I, I don't know. I mean, I yeah. I don't know if the Flyers can afford to trade Sanheim right now. Yeah. The deadline, if they're all healthy, they might be able to. Yeah. I mean, I, I think it, if they're all healthy, it depends on, you know, how much the Flyers feel like they need more offense, I guess, is the bottom line. You know, like, and that is the question. I mean, Vopal has been adding some pretty good offense that yeah. I think you and I knew would be there. But I think a lot of people just poo-pooed him when he was taken in that deal. And he only had a small yeah. window last year to try and fit in. And, you know, it looked okay at times. But now this year, he looks like the player he was in Detroit. Yeah, he's actually proven himself to be a – it was a, that was an incredible trade when you look back on it for the Flyers. Yeah. I mean, it really was. I mean, it was just – and, you know, and it was something that Tampa had to do because they were, yeah. they were running out of space. So – but it was just it was just a great – a great deal and he's he's given the flyers time to you know to let some of the rookies come along slower and not put all the pressure on them too which is also usually helpful for them um but yeah i think that at some point i mean galchenyuk's name is the one that's thrown around out there you know a lot and you know again not not the biggest guy in the world either but still you know who's, he's playing better you know what some of the points are not always coming for him but when you watch watching him last night against chicago i was impressed that galchenyuk seemed to be doing a lot of the smaller things really well um, which is good. Like, you know, he was clearing, he was clearing, he was getting his, his first passes were good, that kind of stuff. So, um, yeah, I was, I think that that is an intriguing player for the Flyers, Galchenyuk. He could fit in with them. Um, he could, uh, but he, you know, the, I think Philly is a better spot than New York because when we talked about some of those other yeah. things that whether they're true or not with Galchenyuk, certainly New York is not a great place to be. And so, but Philly, I think, they could run a pretty tight ship, and that yeah. would be good. And and I think there's a lot of guys that he could bond with there. So, yeah, I think Philly would make sense. But, again, if you put him in – are you putting him as a center or are you putting him in a, as a winger? Uh-oh. You froze. I'm not sure. See, I, that's why I think it, it depends on are we putting him in as a center or as a winger? And Philly, I think that's the big deal. So, but I could see him getting them. Not sure if I'm still being broadcast. So we'll uh, give this a minute. We're having a technical difficulty for sure. Okay, so actually, Exit uh, will be right back. I would think based on the fairly good center strength of, of Philly that they would have to make him a winger. So, you know, we'll see if they we'll see if they do that. That that would be an interesting thing. But Sandheim, he he's just starting to pull it together. He is. Now somebody did tweet to me about Hammond saying he's definitely in Colorado still, but we but that's fine. Still doesn't mean he won't get dealt. And and of course the same guy didn't like that I'm saying what I've said about Soros, but I've supported Soros up to this point, but the problem is since the Stanley Cup and since the 0-3 with an 8-17 save percentage, he's got to show me more than that. And I, I get that this guy is saying what he's saying about him. That's fine. But look at Jonas Enroth. I mean, he basically, after like three games, was discarded in, in Toronto. And, and I think we all know pecorine has got to get a break. You can't have pecorine playing a million games. You just can't. That's that's a problem. So they're gonna need good backup goaltending. So I'm I'm looking in the chat room and I see 
yeah, Griffin Reinhardt. Yeah, you know, I, I'm still not going to throw dirt on Griffin Reinhardt. We'll see. I mean, yeah, he's changed organizations. You know, I, there's so many guys that come in and all of a sudden by the age of 25 do something. You know, and then you go look at it, and, and a lot of them are defensemen. So Griffin Reinhardt, I'm not ready to totally throw uh, dirt on yet. I'm just not going to do it. Uh, yeah, the Islanders did turn that into Barzell. Barzell is a heck of a player. I mean, I really like – I like him. I like his speed. I like what he brings to the lineup, the creativity. Matt Barzell is going to be a really great NHL player. No question about it. Still doesn't mean Reinhardt won't ever make it, though. So I'm not ready to go there. So, all right, so now I'm being asked by Brandon, what do you think the Rangers are going to when, – when do I think the Rangers are going to make a move? The time to do so would be tomorrow. Yeah, but the problem is I don't know if they're able to do that tomorrow. Like, who are they really – what assets are they giving up? Are you ready to give up Buchnevich? Is that is that the guy now that you're going to just trade off because – I mean, they are starting to win. And now that they're starting to win, you know, maybe you trade Brendan Smith. Maybe he's going to be the guy that gets dealt or some at some point he's going to get worked back into the lineup. But, I mean, there's not a lot of – there's nothing really down on the farm anybody wants that they're going to want in a trade. So, really, if you're trading from the major league roster, you know, you're trading from the Rangers, you're talking about Kreider, you're talking about Shea, you're talking about Buchnevich. Like, those are the guys teams would ask for. Who are, you, who are you willing to give up? I don't think they should make any trades. I don't know if he's sitting tonight. I haven't seen anything about what lines are being run out and everything else. But, you know, I'm just saying I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't make any move there. Not yet. They, they're just starting to get it, get it going. But I will say this. The thing that they've done great with with Shattenkirk is he is a weapon in three-on-three overtime. And and that's what I kept telling people. You just got to find the right spot for him to play defensively for a certain amount of minutes a game and then every power play and maybe not play him late in the game if you feel like, you know, last three minutes you don't want him on the ice. But you can see offensively he's a weapon, especially three-on-three with that little extra open ice. He's pretty great. But at any rate, I don't know if uh, Eck is going to be back. So if you have any other questions, roll them in now because then I'm going to head out. i got to tape my, uh, my Sirius XM show today. I'll wait a second, see what else we got. Drop in the plate said the price seems a little steep for tourists. Yeah, you know what? But they got tourists locked up. They have cost certainty. So I don't think it's overly steep. I mean, Sam Gerrard is not proven, but I think he's going to be really good. But that's okay. I mean, that's I don't think I don't think the price is overly steep. I mean, I I think the fact that you got tourists locked up to a pretty friendly deal, because again, people look at that and say six million is a lot. But you know what? You're talking about the top centers in the league getting like eight and ten and ten and a half and eleven. Those are those are the kinds of numbers that top centers get and will get. So I think when you're looking at six, Taurus is even telling you, yeah, I get it. I'm sort of in between a one and a two, like a 1A. So I, I don't think the, uh, the salary is too out of whack there. I don't. All right, if you guys don't have any other questions, uh, wait, 
Do I think the Oilers will make a move next? They got destroyed yesterday by the Red Wings. The Oilers do have a problem. There's no question. I've been watching more Oilers games, and even Clefbaum seems to have woken up a little, but their offense is just not what it should be. They need really a couple of different things, but they need they need more more scoring from the blue line, but that's they're probably not going to be able to get that, right? They've been trading for that. So, yeah, I think the Oilers could use – you know, it's a question, again, do you want to get them a center or a winger? I, I would like to see – then get a uh, a winger. I would. I think Drysaddle needs to be the permanent second line center. Leave put Nugent Hopkins as that third line center, and and get another winger that that has some speed that can make a difference. Way to go, way to go Russ. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I wasn't going to fill for much longer, but that's that was beautiful. That was great. Thank you. Yeah, but that, they were just asking me about Edmonton, and I said I'd like to see Drysaddle be the permanent second line center and yeah and get a winger if you're going to get somebody they they really do need more scoring from the blue line but i don't think they're going to be able to add that right now yeah yeah i don't i don't think so either um not yet at least i mean they, they, there's definitely talk about them trying to they are really i mean they don't have a whole lot of chips to deal yeah and i and i don't think this is a long i don't think that some people are saying oh the Edmonton just last year was a fluke i don't think this is the case i think i think this is the fluke honestly i really do i think that they'll get it together yeah. at some point here. I mean, last year, we think about what they did with, without, like, you know, without Nurse and all this stuff. It was interesting how different it is right now and um, where they are. But they're, they're going to get there. They're going to get there for sure. Um, so, by the way, Russ, I heard, I, 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 for some reason, you know, because I was driving around picking up stuff for my son and, and taking him to various doctor's things this weekend, I must have heard the uh, Prospects Radio show every minute it was on, both Saturday and Sunday. <laughs> Sorry. I think I've committed. No, it's amazing, amazing show. I think I've committed to memory, um, basically. <laughs> this past show, um, yeah. So, <laughs> no, it was really good. It was really. It's always really good. It's. It's funny. That's how people listen to us mainly is in the car doing errands. It's funny. Well, you you honestly might have one of the best time slots on XM because it's true. You no, know, really, because during the day, once people get to work, you know, who can really listen at work? Right. Everybody is driving around all day at that particular time, you know, on Saturdays and Sunday mornings. That's yeah, a, If you're a soccer mom or a soccer dad or you're running errands on a Saturday, it's true. Yeah. It's, it's really a great time. Or Sunday morning early, like you're going out getting bagels or, you know, whatever. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's constant. So, and I always, you know, always look forward to it. I've even figured out your pattern. Like, that, you know, Shane asks the question, the guy responds, you respond to him. I figured it's, it's all, not good. hard to figure out. No, but it's like, you know, it's just, I'm just getting the whole thing. You know, it's very good. It's, it's yeah. <laughs> Chris Drury was really good. I thought that. Yeah, was Drury good. is really good. He was. Yeah, Conroy was good too. I mean, they're both yeah. really, they're both really solid. You definitely have like an assistant. It's like should be called like the assistant GM show sometimes. Yeah, like it should be sometimes. I mean, and and a lot of times guys go on there like Pierre Dorian was the assistant GM and right. came to GM and still did like one or two more episodes because he really liked the show. And then he said, okay, now I'm going to hand it off to my guys. But I, I wanted to do it to say. Hey, I really like the show. So these guys, yeah, they like talking about their prospects. They do. No, it's, on, it's on TSN as well, right? It is. It's on TSN as well, and you can get it on permanent podcast on TSN. But it's always a little behind. So, like, if the show aired yesterday, it'll take a couple days. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, I mean, it's if you haven't heard it, it's called the Hockey Prospect Show, right? Yeah, Hockey Prospect Radio. Yeah, Hockey Prospects Radio. Yeah, if you haven't listened, just just Google it. Listen to it. I mean, it is. But it's funny because I can't tell you, and of course you know this, but it's one of these things like the insiders within the world have to listen to. And 
and like that you know that you are listened to i think by more more like actual people on teams probably than any other yes. shows too. Like, we we have a pretty big following amongst like scouts and gms wow. and assistant gms it's like a must it's a must thing for like gms and 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 prospects too like a lot of prospects yes, prospects do know about it I mean, they all listen, and because you know they they want it. It's it, when you, yeah, I, th I really think you guys have like a lot of power sometimes because it's like you, said, you know you know who you bring up and who you talk about sometimes. Because you know, I know that I'm sure you've, I'm sure you've gotten many prospects saying, "Hey, thanks for talking about it," or whatever. Because there's no question that no, no, actually, you know, they just they acknowledge us. I've never heard anybody yeah. like thank. No, I don't remember okay. anybody thanking me, but it's okay. Yeah, no, no I mean, cause they, they should be thanking you because it's good. I mean, you do a good job, and you get you get a lot of things out. Like this is the stuff that you really can't hear about anywhere else. And we yeah, do surprisingly, we do get some some good things once in a while where, yeah. you know, even if it's not spelled out, you could you could find some insights that that will you know help you down the road. Oh, there's no question. I mean, for me, it's huge too. Just just from the from the from the idea of you know of, of hearing where, when you when you know where your teams are going with their prospects, where they're going to head head with trades. It's often kind of you know is connected. You know, every once in a while, a GM will actually tell us exactly what he was thinking when he drafted his first round pick, what they were looking for, yeah. what they took, and you don't get that very often. They are, and I, I think they're just. I don't know. Maybe they think it's so funny. They they have a. You guys relax them in such a way that they say things that you. I'm always surprised that they say. Like sometimes they'll say. They'll say, you know, well, yeah, he's, uh, you know, he's not tough enough around the net yet, or what, you know, just yeah. something that, you know, he's like, okay, that's. Well, you know what it is? I think with that, it's just they're when you're when you're a scout, like when these guys are scouting, they scouts, they see the strengths and weaknesses, and they know, like every prospect has weaknesses, unless you're yeah. Sidney Crosby or or Connor McDavid, you're gonna have weaknesses. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's they're it's not a, afraid to talk about it, which is cool. It is impressive, and it's it's very much it's very very impressive, and I really think that you know it should be you guys should definitely definitely check it out. You, you can get it on TSN Permanent Podcast is right, or if you have XM, you can of course listen to it. I don't think is it is an XM podcast on the app. I don't know if it is or not. No, no, it's not. I wish it they was. It. Yeah, they should. They should. That should be something they should definitely. They I mean, should, it, but you know, it is definitely <laughs> it's definitely one of those things that is a must for somebody who's like reading who watches hockey buzz or comes to hockey buzz because I know you guys out there. You guys are the diehards when it comes to these kind of things, and if you're and um, you know, I have to make sure. Like, I could miss a couple seconds, and I'm behind all of you. You know, it's it's. And it's, <laughs> this last week, I realized that very quickly because it's just, you know, the more I had to take care of my son in different situations. Oh yeah. The more, the more you realize that you know, if I'm not keeping up with it, man, the hockey world is flying by you because it's just, it is. It's it's happening so fast, and your show can get you caught up a lot. So, Hockey Prospects Radio, check it out. TSN. I mean, even just this morning, I'm updating stuff from a tournament to put on to the show yeah. notes. That's great. That's great. No, it's really great. We're lucky to have Russ as a prospect, as you know, on on this show too. But man, what you do there is is really it, it's so unique, and it's it's really it's really something else. So Thanks. I will say this though: filling while you're gone is harder yeah. than that show. <laughs> just gonna say it. It's I appreciate almost that. out of material. I appreciate that. No, and I, I, I know from I appreciate that. I, Mike's Mike's texts make that pretty abundantly clear. <laughs> if you don't show up today, we're screwed. No, but um, <laughs> no, um, no, we're good. Uh, you guys did an incredible job, and hopefully this week we'll get back to somewhat normalcy. Um, but um, that's really all I got for today, guys. It's it's eleven o'clock. Yep. And uh, we'll be back again tomorrow at some point. <laughs> Uh, keep keep in touch. Keep keep in touch. Just follow me on Twitter, Eklund at Eklund. Follow Russ at Sportsology at Mike in Buffalo. Um, you know, or you can find out, follow us there. We'll kind of keep you updated as to when we're going to do the show. Of course, you can always go to the blog. At some point, it's going to be yeah. on there, um, and that's the best place to check it out. We really appreciate your support on Patreon. A couple of you guys joined last month. We really thank you so yeah, much for thank that. You. 
Um, so if you go to patreon.com slash hockey, you can help just give a couple bucks to the show. Really, really helps us move along here. Um, it helps keep everybody going. And, uh, you know, we won't have to get, be able to get Mike out of the witness protection program if you do that, too, which is good. So we'll try to get him. <laughs> Every time Mike broadcasts from Toronto, I get from the from behind the wall, I get that he's somewhere in Toronto. Yes. Yeah, so Mike living out of his car was my favorite question we got asked last year, by the way. Oh, anyway. yeah. Mike is living in his car now. Yep. All right. Anyway, uh, thanks for joining us. Um, enjoy the game tonight. Remember, without the buzz, it is just hockey. We will talk to you tomorrow.